we're, we're just living in a Minecraft simulation. But if it does turn out that the world is Minecraft, then that does vindicate all the flat earthers. <laughs> <laughs> at a sort of, uh, like, at some level, it does vindicate them. And another level, not really because it's, you know, it's Minecraft and not the actual, like, Earth, but... past couple days I've been starting to think that investing in adult diapers was the right move because uh there are some people uh from my living group that said that you know I was crazy when I did it uh last month right before you know everything hit the fan but but look at them now you know they don't have toilet paper and I'm you know raking in the dough <laughs> <laughs> wait are you raking in the dough yeah, I mean, I also used that money that I earned by investing in, in adult diapers to buy some some of my own. So I'm sitting comfortably, you know, not batting an eye uh, when I need to do my business. Uh-huh. So, uh, but but they've told me, you know, that they've done video calls with me and they're like clutching every part of their body because they, you know, they, they don't have any toilet paper. They've run out. Um, they can't go outside because of the virus. So... I don't know, they're pretty much a SOL, in a sense. Uh, whereas I am living like a king, you know, and in and, and, and his, uh, you know, adult diaper. And how has this impacted your quality of life? <laughs> your QOL, as it were. My QOL has been raised significantly. I, w- I would actually say that this is much better than my living situation at MIT. Um, I, I, I wish that I had changed to this sort of lifestyle back then i think it would have definitely improved my quality of life and uh, i would have uh, suggested to other people to also do the same you know because mit is very stressful um you know you never know what's going to happen you know from one moment to the next you might be working on homework and all of a sudden oh i gotta go but you know with the adult diaper you don't have to worry about that. When has that ever happened? When have you been sitting down doing your <laughs> P set? Misky, every, everyone's bodies functions differently. And you know that the best of all of us. Welcome to the sixth episode of <laughs> okay. Exit Tangent Quarantine Dispatch. I'm here with uh, entrepreneur Hadrian Merced, neurosurgeon Noah McDaniels, and... VC capitalist Hector Iglesias. The, the VC stands for very cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about some of the most pressing issues affecting people, everyday working people in the uh, Boston area this, this week. Yeah, like specifically the uh, demise of the pangolin population. Um, it's very sad to see, folks. I don't know what pangolins are. They're like lizards? Is that a bird? You you might want to do a quick uh, quick Google search. You might you might be surprised what you find. Pretty hot topic nowadays. Yeah, everyone's apparently everyone's talking about it. You know, they're saying hashtag pangolin. Yeah, like if I uh, search for pangolin right now, you'll you'll see. Uh, how did coronavirus start and where did it come from? Was it really the Wuhan's animal market? Uh, and uh, pandemic shines harsh light on Trump's failure to protect pangolins. People suspect that the pangolins may have passed. Um, the virus onto people. It's like a scaly anteater, or it is a scaly anteater. They're pretty adorable. It's like what happened if you crossed an anteater with an armadillo. 
More like if you crossed an anteater with a medieval knight. Actually, yeah, that's a pretty better. That's a that's a more apt description. So 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 you got Arthur with the Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. Some old medieval Renaissance painting of like five peng- pangolins sitting around a round table. True art. Yeah, according to the Guardian, they were uh, the world's most trafficked animal. But you know, they're on the bright side of this pandemic, you know, because there is evidence that they might have caused the virus to you know spread. It might end the trade of pangolins. So you know, there's always a bright side of, of there's a silver lining on, on on things you gotta watch out for. Yeah, and, and you know, as as you mentioned at the top of the show, like you know, this is the thing that you know the working people are really worried about is the Chinese black market for pangolins. So uh, you know, we're really keeping it relevant over here. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the people protesting in, uh, for instance, uh, Michigan and in my home state of of Texas, they're protesting in the in the state capital in Austin. All those people who had the signs of, you know, uh, social distancing equals communism and uh, uh, give me liberty or, or give me death. I need a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all, all of them are, are basically avid enthusiasts for, for pangolins. And they would very much like to see them return to, you know, their previous population numbers right before all of this stuff, you know, hit the fan. So it's good for them. You know, I'm glad that they're actively protesting about the pangolins. Yeah, I, I actually um, I saw an article that was like the the sort of like black pilled lieutenant governor of Texas. Oh, my God. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah, he was trying to clarify his like point of view on the whole situation. And he was like, I will die for the economy, sir. Like all that kind of shit. Like, like, like one of the things that he said in the quote was like, every life is valuable, which is like a typical like Republican, <laughs> d- completely disingenuous talking point. But like this, but of the 29 million people in Texas, only 495 people have died of coronavirus. And like, I looked at that number and the first thing I thought was, damn, that's less than the number of people that the state of Texas has executed. So, I mean, if you think about <laughs> it, it's small potatoes. Yeah. I don't know what I was going to, exactly know what I was going to say. All right. I guess it'd be a, me on a bit more a serious note, I like saw this article by The Hill that was uh, came out yesterday in the, in the afternoon. I was going to send it to my mom, but I forgot because she was sending me stuff about Governor Abbott, who uh, is a despicable man, the governor of Texas. Anyway, the Texas lieutenant governor on reopening a state. So there's a, a direct quote from him, which is, I think, very, uh, pretty much on the same lines that, that Hagen was saying. All right, here, here we go. I'm going to do my best impression. There are more important things than living, and that's saving this country for my children and grandchildren and saving this country for all of us. I don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. But, man, we got to take some risks and get back in the game and get this country back up and running. What? <laughs> and who said that? Uh, this is uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Patrick. I, uh, I, I I really love my, my state's um, leadership. Are you being sarcastic? In what sense of the word? And like 100%, you know, yes. I'm really worried <laughs> that when this quarantine is over, people will have not been able to talk in person for so long that, that sarcasm will have completely dissolved from human communication. It just have ended the age of irony? Correct. <laughs> so, like, irony peaked in, like, let's say 2013, 2014. Before that, it also peaked in, like, say, like, I don't know, whenever Nirvana's first two albums came out. Um... <laughs> And, uh, but, but, but that's the sort of like, that, that'll be the last of it for all of human civilization. That is correct. After we all get back from staying at home, 
I think that there'll be definitely a large market for lying. People won't see it coming. You know? I'm not advertising lying. I'm just saying that if someone wanted to get ahead with a few little white lies, the world we prepped for. I was reading an article in The Atlantic today about like the new kinds of lies people need to come up with to get out of uh, video calls. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, like usually there's like a whole bunch of like you know well-established formalities that that the people say to get out of social situations like oh, gotta walk my dog you know things along those lines which yep. it's kind of hard to do on, on a call if like your dog is right there behind you and you're not, and you're not allowed to leave your house so what other sorts of lies are people coming up with uh one of them was oh like i said i'd like watch a video with my parents uh, or just like not saying anything for a while. And if no one notices, just like turn off your video. And then if no one notices, just, just dip. <laughs> wow. That's like social anxiety taking to the digital level. One thing you could do is say that your house is on fire, you know, <laughs> mm, that's a good one. And mm. <laughs> because usually you would do that if you, you know, took out fire insurance on your house and you're like wanting to collect it. But, but in, but in this day and age of, of zoom calls, and where you can't really afford fire insurance, but want to get out of the call because your crippling social anxiety uh, sort of prevents you from even talking, you know. That's one way of getting out of it. The thing is, you can only use that excuse a few times, um, unless your house is built out of netherrack, um, in which case your house is always on fire, so, you know. And then you're good. Yeah, then you're good. Just build your house out of netherrack like it's the Minecraft I was gonna say maybe if uh, maybe if you only live in Minecraft, then that actually is very good advice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just imagining like work conference calls happening in like Minecraft. No, <laughs> uh, I don't have to imagine it. I, I, uh, my, my lab, my, my lab at MIT, uh, we've been doing all our meetings in, um, in Minecraft, and uh, the if you guys know the Jefferson Lab, the, the also known as JLab, you know, it has like the particle accelerator. Yeah, it's also been made in Minecraft. So sometimes the group has their meetings and they just like walks over there and, and looks at blocks, you know, representing particles kind of being shot at each other. It's uh, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know why they thought this could be a good replacement for like an actual particle accelerator. But hey, you know, I'm still. Learning how to be a physicist, so maybe they know more than I do. They probably do. I mean, honestly, for all you know, maybe that is physics. Maybe higher education is just simply, uh, you know, really good Minecraft modeling. I mean, maybe that's what I'll aspire to be. You know, now that I'm gonna be, you know, working towards my PhD at some point, I'll just like for my thesis, I'll be showing how you can replicate the universe through Minecraft and how it can simulate quantum systems. Yeah, I, but at that point, they should be granting honorary doctorates to, like, people on YouTube. <laughs> you haven't heard? PewDiePie has uh, five PhDs. YouTube keeps, like, recommending these videos to me of, like, we actually made a one-to-one replica of planet Earth and Minecraft, and it's, like, cool. Um, that's a, that's a, a lot of work. Well, I mean, they've they've constructed... Or people have constructed... Um, it's, like a, it's, like, a type of calculator, but it's, like, a very, like, basic one. A computer? Uh, oh my god yes <laughs> but i guess i guess sorry I, it was like a there was like a different name it was like a specific like very low level like calculator but it worked and it also like went from like the beginnings of redstone to being able to like directly do like video onto minecraft but the video is just like moving blocks mm. it's really insane um 
Hmm. I don't know. It's it's incredible what a game can progress in 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 ten years. Yeah, people are doing crazy shit in Minecraft, and all of those people they deserve honorary doctorates. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, I mean, I got my little cousin doing Minecraft for like a couple of years, and he already he's a redstone master, so um, knows more about circuitry than uh, MIT uh, electrical engineering students. <laughs> That's that's the cool thing about the redstone stuff is that the people. I mean, obviously, it mimics existing digital circuits, and, and I wonder if people have been able to learn from converting those that knowledge over into the actual real world. Yeah, I think at this point, the real world is mimicking Minecraft. Mm. The circuit, in terms of circuitry, at least. Um, but then again, everything. If you talk to an electrical engineer, uh, the whole world fundamentally is just a, gig- a gigantic circuit. You can use the the redstone. To, to make a computer to play Minecraft in, my, in Minecraft. Yeah, as soon as as soon as that happens, the world ends up breaking, and everybody <laughs> has to gen and, and and then whoever made this world has to generate a new seed. Yeah, there's just a giant rift in space time, and you have to start all over again. Yeah, people have been saying like, oh, what if you did Minecraft in Minecraft for like actually probably ten years at this point? So uh, somebody's got to get on it. I see. Speaking of games which can teach people real-world sort of fundamentals, I've been kind of addicted to this new game I found called Factorio. Have, have any of you heard of this game? Yeah, I've heard of it. I think I've only heard about it in the context of people saying I've recently gotten addicted to this game <laughs> called Factorio. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, been, I've been hearing about Factorio for the past, like, four or five years, I think, in, in, like, like, but very sparingly. Oh, my God. It's... it's it's dangerous. It's like, you know, people say like, oh, all it takes is, you know, one hit of crack cocaine and bam, you're addicted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was me with Farmville when I was growing up. What? I spent all my parents, uh, you know, savings on, on Farmville. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, which, is, which is why I got like a pretty good financial aid package to MIT because we didn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you spend your money on something more virtuous like CSGO skins? Uh, well, because I knew at some point the world was going to go virtual. I just didn't realize it was going to be this soon. Ah, you were ahead of this. You were trying to beat the curve, but I was. I, I was ahead of the curve, and now I'm ra- I, now I'm raking in the dough. Like my Farmville is generating so much Farmville coin. <laughs> um, at the moment, it's still worthless, but I'm I'm hoping that you know because of this <laughs> crisis, it'll start picking up value. Yeah, once it gets converted into a cryptocurrency, you're going to be fucking rich. Yeah. Uh, so, so what were you talking about, Factorio? Yeah, I picked up this game. It's ungodly addicting. It's like ungodly. That's blasphemous. <laughs> it is. You you heathen. What's ungodly about it? You start it. You start it off right. Like and it tells you, you know, this game is about automating processes and like trying to chain together events with this sort of open world engineering sort of aspect on you know, a strategy game, and. You start off by automating a few things, anything to yourself. You know, this is good. I'm I'm satisfied with what I have here. You know, I I have this coal being mined automatically, and it's being turned into it's being smelted with ore with ore to make iron sheets, uh, and like that's good enough, right? Like I'm all, I'm I'm good. Like I got this process going. I'm just sitting here watching it. I'm I'm feeling safe. But then like a small a small thought creeps into your head, and you're like, wait, well, you know, if I automated the process of smelting iron sheets, 
and you know this iron ore and iron sheets. Maybe I can I can take the iron sheets and I can automate that into a process that that forms you know gears. And uh, yeah, I'll do that. And so you sit there for thirty minutes and you f- and you figure out this really nice way of automating the gear process. And then you and then you stop and you, and you look at the you look at the gears and you're like, oh yeah, those are well automated gears. And, and then you sit there for a second and you're like, you know what I can do with these gears? I can make automated turrets. And so you start making these like little gun turrets with your automated gears. And then you're like, oh, if I have turrets, I need to automate my walls. And if I have automated walls, I need to automate my electricity grid. And, and then by that time, it's five in the morning and you know, <laughs> you're, you're incredibly hungry and thirsty and your bladder is about to burst. And you think to yourself, did I have a piece at do today? <laughs> <sighs> and uh, that, was, that was last night for me. Yeah, I um I, I had an extremely similar experience with the game City Skylines. Spoken like a true course eleven. Yeah, well that that was actually that was actually like 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 a huge like like uh <laughs> like turning point in my decision to change majors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Are you joking? Oh. Or are you being serious? No, this happened sophomore summer, like like about a month. Like like this happened in June, and I changed majors in August. Oh my god! I was also I was also working at the transit lab and doing actual serious things in course eleven. Um, okay, but like this was like one of the things where I where where like I like went into like I played this game because I was like oh this is you know there's a Steam summer sale because it was because that happens every year, and so I like picked up the game and I like you know did like looked at a little tutorial or whatever and then I like built a city and I went through the same exact fucking like endless loop process that you did where I was like, Oh, I want to build like another like little neighborhood over here. Or I want to build like some bus, you know, public transit stuff and all, all this stuff. And like in two days I played 21 hours of <laughs> skylines. Um, and then I uninstalled the game <laughs> because I was like, this is dangerous. I can't play this anymore. So anyways, I'm going to pick it back up again once the semester's over. <laughs> because oh, nothing means anything anymore. So whatever. Uh, I guess so. Does anyone else have any addictions they want to talk about while we're on the topic <laughs> of addiction? Nobody? I'm not going to get out at you, Nark. No uh, Netflix binges? No food habits? No illicit drugs? No, that, that, that'd be crazy. That'd be ridiculous. We're all good. Goody two shoes here. Yeah, I I've been getting addicted to all my haters online. Your haters? <laughs> um, I feel yeah, like that's, like, that's such a like a mid two thousands thing or like early twenty tens. Well, it's not my fault. My haters are you know active. I see. I can't help. I just can't help it. It's 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 uh, I guess inherent in things that I do. Are you a vlogger? Uh, no, I don't do anything. But I just I just have haters. <laughs> it just sounds like people don't like you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if people don't want to like me, that's fine. You know, it's it's it's, it's their fault. I'll do whatever I want on online. Then, um, are you some sort of influencer? I have as much influence on the universe as we do in the podcast sphere, which is to say, all of it. Um, which is to say, very much every single ounce of influence. Yeah, I mean, I've looked um, at the analytics. We literally have dozens of listeners. So yeah, which is which is way more than the number one podcast on. On all the streaming services, which is um, how to stop choking on my corn. Excuse what? me. What? 
It's a it's a non sequitur. It's a non sequitur. It's a it's a podcast filled with non sequiturs. It's it's a podcast about bad WikiHow articles. <laughs> oh, huh. Yeah, except they're like reading them instead of uh, instead of it like being like a video, so it doesn't actually work. Because hmm. the part, the thing about wiki articles or bad wiki articles is uh, WikiHow specifically. Or yeah, WikiHow articles are the besides the text, it's it's the the, the drawings that really accentuate the absurdity of 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 the text. So without the images, you can't actually fully appreciate how awful it is. How how were all those drawings so similar? Uh, I think someone was getting choked and was trying to really like stop themselves from getting choked, but nobody was helping them. So in the meantime, they started drawing these images, and then after a while, they they just they just stopped choking. A lot of the WikiHow drawings are made by a freelance set of artists, mainly in the Philippines, actually. Mm. Apparently, they're paid like. A minimum yeah. wage for like the drawings like, as a day job. Oh, that's terrible. And, and other things. There's a, actually an interesting. Well, I say interesting, but it's kind of like sketch. Uh, interesting site called Mechanical Turk. AWS is Mechanical Turk. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah, I was talking to my sister about this yesterday. Actually, yeah, yeah. I've got no idea what that is. So, the idea is that you might have a project that involves a bunch of like small manual time-consuming tasks on the computer, like filling out these forms according to some sort of like input spreadsheet, right? Like data entry. And you don't want to do this yourself because it would take you like hours and hours and hours. And there's no one else in the office who can do it either. But it needs to get done before you can get onto the next step in some process. So what Amazon Mechanical Turk lets you do is submit the job and all the necessary files to do it to an online database of potential jobs. And then workers can bid on the jobs on some sort of like basically like an auction. Like they pay you money? No, they, they bid they bid how much they'll do it for. It's a lowest bidder situation. Oh. So if someone <laughs> works for one cent, they'll get all the jobs and uh, theoretically yeah. get all the money. Well, none but of they, the money because it's one cent. Yeah, but then if they work like uh, millions and millions of jobs, uh, eventually they'll get there. And because they work one cent per job, uh, they're the only ones that are going to be hired because everyone is always going to work in their best interest in getting the cheapest labor. Ah, the system works. Yeah. Except, you know, it doesn't. that one person is only going to be the one having a job. Well, it's trickle-down economics. If only one person has a job, they can spread all their wealth to everyone else. (laughs) Is that that how that works? That sounds like Mansa Musa. Just like some ungodly rich person. Wasn't he like throwing money wherever he walked or something? Pretty much. He just like dumped gold wherever he he stopped. Maybe that's Bezos' endgame. Oh my god. (laughs) Because if he didn't dump gold, he would have like sank into the ground, right? Because of how heavy it was. I mean, he on was his conscience. He was mostly uh, riding a camel. <laughs> <laughs> he was what? Oh, mostly riding a camel. Well, that camel has to have had strong legs. Yeah, camels can carry a good amount. He would ride mostly between uh, West Africa and North Africa on the salt and gold trade, if I recall correctly. Because back in the day, like salt was just as valuable, or if not more, than gold, and they were basically interchangeable because. You couldn't preserve food without salt. Yeah, that's pretty wild to think about, like, salt being super valuable. Because I just, like, like 
whenever I like fuck up and like don't put like salt in my rice, um, and and, and let, let let me be clear here because people will get mad at me uh, about about putting putting salt in my rice. This is this is a this is a very distinct like cultural difference between Hispanics and Asians and how they and how they like treat rice. Like people from people from like Asian cultures do not salt their the water in their rice, and people from Latin America do put salt in their rice. Let us let let us let us live separately in, 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 with our different rice paradigms. Thank you very much. Anyways. Are you suggesting you want to live in an ethno state? (laughs) (laughs) No. Jeez. I didn't didn't think this show would be the one that would do that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, You you know, the the, the cold opens have been getting progressively worse, and I'm, like, tempted (laughs) to put this there, but I'm not not sure I'm going to do that. Anyways. Hey, it's up to you. (laughs) Anyways. Um... So like um so yeah like wh- whenever I don't put like salt in my rice like and I'm like you know like eating my rice and beans or whatever I can like I notice it and I'm like wow this experience is substantially worse and like I can't imagine like like I guess like it's it's one of those things of perspective right where if you've lived your entire life without salt like you just go through life thinking that all food is just like a flavorless gruel <laughs> excuse you it's not that bad living without salt. I mean, yeah, if, if you've never lived with salt, you, it probably isn't that bad. Because you got to eat no matter what. So There's other things out there in the food world that if you didn't live without, you wouldn't know it any better anyway. Like, I'm sure there's some people out there who put, like, pepper in their food, and they really enjoy that. But, like, salt, like, has, like, a very weird special quality to it where it, like, brings up the flavor in literally everything. Whereas, like, I wouldn't want to put pepper in, like, a cupcake or something. Yeah, it doesn't taste that good. I can confirm. A lot of people have been uh, turning to baking goods as a way of getting over and getting through this quarantine. I guess a good question I have for y'all is, have you picked up any new habits or cooking products of, of interest that would not have occurred if you had not been, ex- been exposed to this quarantine experience? Yeah, I've been learning how to uh, bake ugly lumps of bread. <laughs> um, it's been, it's honestly been a great pastime for me. Um, I cannot believe I never picked this up um, before this this whole thing hit. You gotta check out these lumps. Yeah, these lovely la- uh, these lovely bread lumps. Bread lumps? Are you making like sourdough? Like I I'm not uh, you know I don't care what type of bread I'm I'm making. You know all bread is equal in my eyes, Misky just want to tell you that um so i don't really care if it's sourdough or if it's um bitter dough all right hadrian have you changed any habits yeah so i started taking seven to eight hours out of my week to edit a podcast i don't know if you've heard of it it's called the exit tangent quarantine (laughs) dispatch um yeah i'll 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 totally check that out i'm not gonna check it out (laughs) how uh how easy is it to edit um it's it's I don't want to like. I don't want to talk about it <laughs> on the show. Um, You're just reminding him for what he's gonna do once this is over. Yeah, is that too meta? <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, it's it's too it's too much. Let's just go to Noah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've I've picked up any new habits per se. Have you destroyed old habits? Mm, no, I've just made them worse. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's your habits, it couldn't be bad. What? No, it's like like bad habits, you know. Or all your habits, bad habits. Yep, literally all of them. What a what a bad guy! All 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 the all the all, all all the people must be at your feet with what a cool bad guy you are. You know that's a good way of looking at it. I'm kind of like 
I'm kind of like the Green Goblin. (laughs) 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 The Green Goblin of Vice? I have bad habits, Spider-Man. Oh my gosh. Well, no, no, you were just saying like a, a, a cool bad guy. And I was like, oh God, like what's like the coolest bad guy I can think of off the top of my head? And Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. Yeah, that, that was that was it. Oh man. I wow, that that really sent me over the edge. So this game is about what's called the Alexa rank. So the Alexa rank tries to rank the top 50 visited websites in the whole world. Uh, what sites are clicked on or visited the most? Everywhere on the planet. Now, I'll just tell you straight up that about half of them are based in the United States and about half of them are based in uh, China. I'm going to play a series of games with y'all. So obviously, don't go on the internet right now and Check it for yourself, because I'm going to be asking you questions about these results, all right? Because, you know, it's it's a really hard thing about us working all from home right now is that everyone can just blatantly lie from the comfort of their own home. So I'm going to rely on on you guys to, uh, to do your best and just... I'm going to wait until the end to do the scoring, because I don't want to have a bias mm. on you to, like, try and cheat if you're behind, all right? So I'm going to ask a series of three questions. I'm going to tell out the points as we go, and then I'll give you the standings at the very end. All right? Okay. So the question one is, out of 50, how many sites are based outside of the U.S. or mainland China? And I'm going to go with Noah first. Ooh. Uh, four. All right. Hector? Uh, I'll say five. You're really just prices is writing me, aren't you? There you go. Yeah, you, you got you got it. And Hadrian? Um, I'm going to say seven. Oh. All right, Hadrian was seven. All right. Like I said, I'm going to do all three questions, and then I'm going to give the, resp- the, the answers. So the second question is, I need you to give me five sites on this list, which can be anywhere in the world. So there are some, obviously, as Americans, that we can guess that are pretty easy, but there are going to be a lot of them that we have never heard of. And I think a way to make this easy or uh, for everyone, and not just the person who goes first, is we will go one at a time. And similar to Family Feud, if you try and guess the same site as someone else, you'll hear a, and then you can guess again. But like I said, you'll go one at a time, and so... We'll start with Hadrian, and then go Hector, Noah, and then Noah, Hector, Hadrian, and then repeat until we have all sites. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go first with X videos. Oh, my God. Uh, nice. That is incorrect. What? It is not one of the top 50 sites on the Alexa Are you rank. fucking serious? Yes. <laughs> okay, hang on. I, I, I saw one of those things where it was like, it showed the... Um, uh, fucking um like it showed like the top 10 websites it did like, show the fucking <laughs> <laughs> no it, 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 sh- it showed like the top 10 websites over time right and there was like there was one where it was like, like actually there were two where like the the name of the website was censored and like the one of them was like asterisk videos um it might have been asterisk hamster now that i think about it i'm just giving points to the rest of the to the rest of the to the rest of the team i I will say just so you don't go off on this only two of the 50 websites on the alexa top 50 
are pornography. Okay. Christ almighty. Hector. All right. Uh, Alibaba. Uh, Alibaba is a company. Can you name one of the sites that they manage? Uh, um, uh, um, uh, so, <laughs> I can. I think. There are two. There are two different sites that you can mention here that are managed by Alibaba. Is it not Alibaba.com? There is not <laughs> Alibaba.com. Oh, okay. All right. Well, All right. I'll, 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 cross, I'll cross you out there. All right. So Alibaba, but that's wrong. All right. And then Noah? AliExpress. AliExpress is correct. All right. You know what? This is, this is a dumb game. Um, All right. Noah, you can go again. <laughs> Wait, I thought yeah. th- I thought we were doing it in rounds. I'm so confused. Yeah, no, no, it, it, it's going, it's going from, it's going from you to me to Noah, then Noah to Hector, then Hadrian. All right, uh, Amazon. All right, that is one of the top fifty. You have two points there, and in, in this round two, Hector, can you name another website? Okay, uh, Google. Correct. Google is one of the top fifty. All right, and Hadrian. Yandex. Is there another name for it? It's a it's a Russian search engine. It's called Y A N D E X. Ah, yes, it is there. Yandex. I, yeah, the, 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 it would have been like crazy if I was just like, oh, I'm trying to be clever here by naming like pornographic websites and Russian search engines. Like, a, and, and 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 maybe later I'll ask you guys to solve a capture for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, the Russian social and search um i think that's right it's rush it's in the cyrillic script anyway uh, all right i'll go to hadrian again youtube uh that is not uh one of the <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> it, it is <laughs> all right hector oh boy um Oof. i'm gonna go with uh Facebook. That is one of the top fifty Alexa sites. All right. Ah oh, man, this is the this is the best thing Mark Zuckerberg could ever have done for me. And Noah. Uh, Pornhub. That it's is so not harsh. one of the top. What? Are you, uh, oh my god. Okay, so I actually looked at, up <laughs> X videos, and it's at sixty-seven, which is wild. Oh, <laughs> uh, so close. All right. Uh, I, I got another one, All right. right? So this is your fourth guess, Noah. Turns out that we don't know what the Holy Grail is. Also, Miski, you're fucking wrong. Pornhub is 44. I'm looking at this right now, and <laughs> on uh, my source for this is the April 16th, 2020 Alexa Top 50 sites. This is from January 3rd. Yeah, so my results are more recent. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's that's so crazy. Like uh, anyway, whatever. Everything I know about everything I know about pornography search, like 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 web rankings are wrong. I need to reevaluate my entire life. All right, Noah. Uh, Reddit. Reddit is on there. All right, that's another point for Noah. All right, Hector. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Twitter. Is Twitter on here? It is. Twitter is on there. Mm. What number is it? It is number 40 right now. Wow, okay. And Hadrian, that's your fourth guess. Wikipedia. Wikipedia is on here. And your fifth and last guess, Hadrian? 
Oh, shit. <laughs> um, that's probably not it. Um, uh, shit, that is wrong. That is not. <laughs> it's actually number fifty-one. Um, give me a. Can, can, can you give me a second? I need yeah. to think about. I need to think about websites. Um, play the play the Jeopardy theme song for a moment. Moment here. <laughs> no, you got to You got to play the the hacker theme song. I don't know what that is, but the, the song gotta, Hacker you know, by gotta, Death Grips. No. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta think about all the HTML code, the C, the CSS, style sheets, JavaScript. Fuck. Oh my god, because all the like almost all the social media platforms got set already. Uh, Google. I mean, I think there's still quite a few, a few more. I can repeat the guesses that have already happened if you'd like me to. Um, Jesus. Um, th- th- this is going to be kind of like a like a like a wild card or whatever. I'm going to say Apple.com. All right, that is not on the lists. Okay, I-, I figured. All right, Hector, your last guess. Oh boy. Um. Okay. Oh, this is stressful. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Instagram. I guess that's another social media that we have. All right, that is correct. Wait, that's not... Is that a website? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is is Instagram.com as a website. Noah, and you are your fifth guest, your last guest. Uh, Weibo. Weibo Uh, is correct. Um, that's true weibo.com is known as Sina weibo but also yeah weibo, weibo is fine because weibo.com is what the hell what is that it's like the chinese twitter yeah it's like yeah. equivalent to twitter don't tell me that the number one website was ask jeeves um <laughs> uh, do you guys remember using ask jeeves because yes um I, I i use it all the time when i was i was young um because i i remember you know using floppy disks at my school yeah, uh, like when I, uh, my elementary, um, and and using as Jeeves for for a lot for a lot of stuff. Um, don't know why I didn't use Google. I probably did. I think I probably used. I think I used both. I might have thought that as Jeeves was like a a research search engine or something. It, it wasn't. <laughs> it's just another search engine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was going in my in my seven year old adult mind. You were just trying to get advice from your friend Jeeves. You guys ready for the last... Oh, there's more game? There's one more question. Yeah, let's get it. So, there's 50 sites here, and one of the most popular type of sites listed on this is a e-commerce or online shopping experience. I'm going to ask you, how many online shopping or e-commerce experience type sites are on the Alexa Top 50? And you can get up to five points here, minus one for each integer off you are. Hadrian. Uh, I'm going to say 12. All right. And Hector? Uh, I'll say 15. And Noah? 18. All right. Give me uh, a minute to tie up the points. In the meantime, please vamp. Well, what I was saying earlier, so like, uh, at least maybe what I maybe appreciated about Ask Jeeves was that there was that, you know, gentleman that was there at the front page. But with Google, you're only met with letters, like really stupid letters that don't tell you anything except that the website you're using is Google. So I'm wondering what sort of mascot do you think Google uh, should maybe try for, and you know, and uh, use for the for the website? So, like, can I spruce up things? Hmm. It could be the guy from that, like, College Humor video. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I see. Yeah, that, I there's probably some random person out there who has the last name Google. They should just get that guy. <laughs> <laughs> just like whatever unfortunate soul. By the way, um, they like I, I remember uh, when Google simplified their logo a few years back to to have like to make it more to make the letters like more sort of like geometric and uh you can find my uh 400 page thesis where i where i talk about how the google logo change represents the infantilization and pacification of society <laughs> yeah man you almost sound like that uh engineer at google who was complaining about women being hired I can't. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? Oh yeah. He wrote a manifesto about it. Maybe I also have a little bit of like Zizek in there. It's like it it, it represents the the infantilization of society. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but but I'm trying to remember that. So the, the logo change was that the letters got they got flatter, right? That the, they all like became. It, it went to a sans serif. Okay. Yes. Uh, Originally, uh, I'm I'm just gonna quick like, take a quick look. Oh yeah, it, it was sort of like it had like shadows on it to make it three dimensional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the results are in. Dun dun What? Oh shit! I've been waiting on this for years. <laughs> in third place is Hector with six points. Yeah, boy, I didn't get last. And in a shocking turn of events, first place and second place have tied at seven points. Wow. Hadrian and Noah tied. And so, we have a tiebreaker to determine who can take all the gold home. Oh, great. <laughs> the segment is longer now. Cool. I'm perfectly fine with this. I mean, you know what they say, uh, first first is the worst, second is the best, third is the one with the polka dot chest. And if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go get tested for chicken pox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> all right. So, the tiebreaker is about a... P- all of a sudden, popular video communications tool. Now, you may have heard of this video communications, video communications tool called it's Zoom. Zoom. It is Zoom. That is correct. That is not the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, this this right there definitely reminds me of high school with uh, trivia. It's Quiz Bowl, yeah. So, the question is, for Hadrian and Noah, can you guess the Alexa rank of, of Zoom video communications at zoom.us on April 16th, 2020. 2020 April 16th, 2020. Uh, so both of you, um, just send me a quick message on the DM. And... I have the results from the two tie-breaking contestants, and the two guesses, I won't immediately give the names, the two guesses were 22 and 104. (laughs) (laughs) Which is quite a disparity. And uh, I have to say, I'm looking at the top 50, so, I don't even think I would have come up with this question if I had seen the 104th uh, Alexa rank. I'm, I'm also surprised that the person who, ans- who guessed 22 uh, was only one off. It is actually oh, 21. The Alexa rank Whoa. of Zoom communications as of last week was the 21st highest site. You know, this is why I always say that society is 
has failed us. So the winner is Hadrian Merced. Oh shit! Eternal glory awaits. I thought it was a trick question. I was like, this is supposed to like, oh, like, I, like I'm supposed to think it's really high, but like actually, yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, too. that actually was really high. Zoom is taking over the world. <laughs> uh, it was actually pretty low on the list, down. given that it was it was twenty one and not a hundred. Sure. What were the answers to the to the to questions one ah, and three? So, so for question one, I said, "How many sites are not based in the U.S.?" The answer is nine sites of fifty. And Noah, you had zero points on that because you guessed four. That's just five away. Oof. Hadrian got close with nine with with seven. Hadrian guessed seven. For question three, how many sites are shopping or e-commerce? Some of them are a little fuzzy because they open like their portals like they open up to a bunch of different websites like yahoo japan for example but those that are strictly listed on their on their type designation from alexa as shopping or e-commerce 11 sites oh my god i was pretty close then yeah you were one off In 2018, Fall Out Boy came out, came out with their new album, uh, Mania. Oh my god. That that sort of blew the whole doors off on the whole pop-punk scene, you know? Remember 2018 was a huge year for pop-punk? Yeah. I, I will say, though, um, MGMT's Little Dark Age came out right after, in, in February, like during the beginning of spring semester. My, it was my sophomore year, wasn't it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember listening to the album so many times. Oh, Twin Fantasy also came out in 2018. Um, from yeah, Carse- the remake. Carsey yeah. Headrest. Face-to-face Twin Fantasy. Ho- ho- hopefully this segment isn't just us naming albums. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, so what I ended up listening to yesterday in preparation for this, so so I listened to, like, Boarding House Reach, um, the Jack White album. Yes. Hadrian mentioned it. Uh, yes. today, uh, because of my because of my sleep schedule being the way it is, I was awake all night up until like nine in the morning or no eleven or ten. Um, oh God. I, I was working on homework, but anyway, so I was listening to music. So I was also so listening to that. Listen to the U.S. Girls album in a poem unlimited, which is fire. Um, it, it, to me, it uh, evokes emotions that I get from listening to like a Blondie record. Um, I like, liked it a lot. And uh, let's see. And the Parquet Quartz album, but that's just because I've been listening to Wide Awake recently um, a lot again. That album, like, it feels like, 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 like listening to it in this time of crisis is very, like, it's, I, I, I don't know. It, it feels apt, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I think those couple albums, I think, were the only ones that I... Oh, the Kero Kero Bonito, Time and Place. Um, that one's also pretty good. Um so I think those are the only albums that I listened to yesterday. Um, I mean, I, I, obviously I can talk about others um, because there was a bunch of others that, that came out too. I just, those are the ones that I listened to yesterday or during the night. Yeah. But I guess we can like, I guess talk about those for now. Like, I guess we'll start with Boarding House Reach since you mentioned it first. Um, that is um, an album from Jack White, who is one half of the White Stripes, uh, who some who is a, was a very popular band in the 2000s. They they had the song Seven Nation Army, which sort of like transcends the legacy of the White Stripes to be like one of those like ultimate like sporting events like song chants things, um, like We Will Rock You, basically like that level of like of notoriety and fame. Um, 
and Jack White, and that band broke up in like 2011. And since then, Jack White has had like, you know, like he's had like the solo career. He was with the Dead Weather and the Rackham Tours and things like that on these like side projects. And like before Boarding House Reach, he'd put out a couple albums. Like he put out Blunderbuss and Lazaretto. Um, I like, I liked those albums. Um, like, or I liked Blunderbuss. I wasn't like super huge on Lazaretto because it was like very like country in a way that I didn't really care for. Um, but like Blunderbuss was like a lot more like sort of like, you know, like, like, you know, just, I don't know, just regular rock music. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't stylized in the way that the White Stripes music was. Um, but I still like the songs cause I think like, I think Jack White is a good songwriter. Um, but like Boarding House Reach was just like, like I, I hadn't really like, 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 like I, I hadn't like thought to listen to it because like, I was like kind of I, like, to be honest, I was kind of put off by the album cover. Like I was just like, what the fuck is this? It was like, it was drawn to like MS Paint or something. Um, but like, I, um, I decided to take a listen to it and like, it's it, like, like compared to like the, uh, to, to, you know, the super raw sound of the white stripes or the sort of like slightly more like cleaned up sound of, of, of Blunderbuss and Lazaretto, like boarding house reach just like takes all of the stuff that like Jack White has done up to this point and just fucking like puts that shit in a blender and then like throws that blender into like a fucking like, 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 like computer machine and just like completely destroys everything. And like, I think that like 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 wonderful. Yeah, I I think this album was like super polarizing when it came out. Like, cause 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 I've seen like you know when I like search for Boarding House Reach on YouTube or whatever. Like, you get you get a bunch of like you know pics like thumbnails of like old looking white dudes that, that that are like sort of like grimacing at the cover and they're just like oh and they're like Jack White's <laughs> ultimate failure Boarding House Reach. But like I I can't get enough of that fucking album. Like like like, like he he like. It's like a wildly experimental album, of course, and like and, and like all the songs are like very different, and like it's a lot more sort of like synth and electronic, uh, like like instrument heavy than like his previous works, and like um, and, and and there's just some like excellent songs on there, like 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 the be- I think the best one on the whole album is over and over and over. That song is fucking like absolute like house bring down the house, like just like fucking like total banger like amazing song um but yeah i don't know if you guys also have stuff to say yeah i also like uh, corporation i remember when it came out that this this one was one of the tracks that i like repeatedly listened to um it's very hard to not like bop your head to and fro listening to that track uh just listening to corporation um it has like that drum beat is uh, amazing it's really yeah it it it, it, yeah, it really helps with um like getting the person listening to it just like dancing. It's I I also agree it's a pretty weird album um in terms like I I when you think of a rock album you don't think of you don't really think of this. Um so this is a it was a surprise to me. Um also something to mention at least for me um since you mentioned that they had broken up in like 2011 so I remember uh late middle school or like right when i was about to be a freshman in high school i had gotten into the white stripes and ween most particularly ween and they both broke up like um <laughs> a, like couple i don't know how many months apart from each other and i was just like devastated because i was like awesome i'm gonna be a ween fan i, I listened to a lot of white stripes you know because i just like got into them oh they broke up oh they're not gonna make more music oh um Sad. hey but now ween's back uh i went to see them like two years ago so 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 i'm happy in that regard and at least with jack white um 
I'm also pretty happy with his solo stuff. And he also has this, like his own record um, label, Third Man Records. Mm-hmm. It also puts out some cool stuff. What other artists are part of Third Man Records? Do you know any of them? Uh, well, you had mentioned uh, Dead Weather um, already, but that's that's already just because it's like another project with uh, with Jack White. Uh, so there's well, there's Conan O'Brien. <laughs> what? <laughs> that famous musician. Apparently, he puts stuff out there. Um, Jeff the Brotherhood is one. If if you know that um, that band, no, two person band. Cold War Kids. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Apparently, they put out a seven-inch single. Oh, King Tuff did a live LP. Anyway, there's. I mean, there's like a, a bunch, but I think overall, a lot of the people on this label, like since it's, since it is Jack White's label, it um, it's also like in, in Nashville. It's headquartered in Nashville, so. I would imagine that a lot of the the music is blues, rock um, oriented. Yeah, uh, Miski Noah, did did either of you listen to Boarding House Reach? I mean, it wasn't like assigned or anything, but like, have, have you guys listened to this album? Yeah, I what's heard your the album. <laughs> I heard the album because you recommended it to me a number of times. <laughs> I think it was during that semester that we were starting to like make music as a group like as the band that we were in you know for, for a desk and you were like sharing that album with me a few times in particular you told me to listen to it over and over and over again which i think i don't want to suppose here but i'm pretty sure that you've listened to that song a few times hadrian uh yes <laughs> over and over and over and yeah over and over i was gonna, I was gonna say like over <laughs> over and over and over again but hector made me to the joke it's joke theft it's no laughing matter anyway what were you gonna say I, I mean, I listened to it. It was like a good rock bash. It's like, like Hector said, it's a song that makes you want to dance to it, which I think is a good goal for any uh, aspiring musician to write songs like that. Yeah. The sounds on it are, are really fucking wild, too. Like, um, you know, like, like like the weird, like, you know, the, the like wailing guitar solo that's just like all over the fucking place and like, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's very present throughout that part of the album. But there's also like some softer songs on Boarding House Reach. Not necessarily softer, but like electronic. Instead, I mean, I would say softer, right? Like, what's done is done. Humor esque. Those are like some softer ones. Yeah, I always thought "Why Walk a Dog" is funny. <laughs> <laughs> what other albums are there in that 2018? Yeah, well, I was gonna mention. So, like, I uh, two of the best punk albums that I'd ever listened to, um, at least, at least like in the in the past decade. Um, I mean, I, I've like I, I've gotten really into punk because of the nature of me. DJing for Late Risers Club on WMBR, but um, that it doesn't, you know, replace the fact that like these two. So these, these two albums I'm talking about are, oh yeah, Wide Awake is one of them, the Parquet Courts album. It's like more like art punk. Um, similar if you've listened to like Ott, like the band, and then the other punk album that was also really amazing was uh, Idols with Joy as an Act of Resistance. So like those those two albums are. Great punk albums. Very, uh, both of them are politically charged. Uh, Idols is uh, based out of the UK, so a lot of their stuff had more to do with like um, the Tories and um, social situ- uh, situation in the country. And then with um, with 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 Parquet Courts is more uh, pressing issues in the United States, like talking about. Um, I'm not sure if they 
explicitly mention shootings, but they do sort of kind of, I mean, I guess they implicitly say it with like the lyric, like it's hard to getting used to getting used to violence. Yeah. Which I, yeah. it's, it's a really, I really love that lyric. I, I love the first two songs. Yeah. Well, what is it? There's, there's a line in violence where he says like, uh, savage is my name because savage is how I feel when I wake up to the radio saying the word suspected gunman. So, Oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I missed that. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's great. Um, I think it's like their, it obviously, obviously it is their best album, like objectively, like with all the instrumentation that they did. The percussion is bopping, like the, the, the bass lines on the album um, are pretty great. They're probably the best ones. And, and as far as like songs go, or like lyric wise, like it is their, um, it, it is also, I would say their best ones. Like they, they say a lot of stuff that I, that really resonated, reson- yes, resonated with me. Um, like Total Football. Uh, I played it on this most recent LRC, um, which was like two days ago, the 22nd, 21st, I guess. But uh, like actually reading, reading the lyrics now, it is just like the best uh, class consciousness sort of like song. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great sort of like solidarity song. The only problem is th- the only thing that makes it difficult to play in Boston. Oh, uh, is it the fuck Tom Brady? Oh, I think it's perfect. No, I think it's perfect. Like, uh, I actually looked into. So I looked into it because I wanted to like talk a bit about the song. Um, yeah, on, I mean, you might think it's perfect, but in the wrong parts of Boston, you 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 can get fucked up for saying that. Okay. Yes. Yes. I know. I know. But with the reason why I say it's perfect, I mean, so one of the people, one of the members of the band, had mentioned like why they wrote it. So they they were like in a. I think they were in a bar, and they they were, it was um, like Patriots fans or just like Tom Brady fans, I guess. But so there's like that aspect to it. Like yes, like the actual Tom Brady guy and because like, like he be him being like coming out as like a trump supporter a couple years back but i don't know how much of a support he is right now but there was like that aspect to him but then it was mostly to do with the tom brady the the myth like the alpha male lion wolf uh guy that like that they really don't like and and, and think uh don't doesn't like contribute um social value to 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 the to the country yeah i mean we were talking about the illusion of like auteur theory like on episode four i think and so it's like very similar ideas there yeah total football is an excellent song like amazing like album opener amazing song like wonderful like just the whole like the first like four tracks it's just like or is the first three tracks it's like was it total football violence and then before the water gets too high right yeah those three tracks are like holy shit, just like does not stop. It's just constant like different things. It's like you know, total football is talking about like solidarity, violence is talking about you know violence, <laughs> um, and then before the water gets too high is talking about like climate change and stuff. I remember also like listening to it like um, you know in the in the in the last few days before we like had to like leave East Campus. Yeah. Um, and like lis- listening to it, like in that context, like obviously the song isn't about climate change, but like thinking about it in the context of like the uh, uh, in the context of the pandemic was also a very emotional experience. So there's that. Also, death will bring change. That's another one. <laughs> oh yeah, death will bring change. I was that's what I was gonna mention next. Like uh, that's also like a really great uh, song. Um, I like the vo- the backing vocals onto it. It sounds like a Beatles song for some yeah, reason. Yeah, um, I'm just what I what I've always been wondering is why um, not end on that. Oh, actually, I can okay. I sorry, I was gonna ask like why would they not end on that song because it it feels more of an album closer if anything. But like you know, looking on tenderness, which is which is the last track. Um, I do think uh, they're actually um, it is more fitting for tenderness to to be the one to close it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think having that kind of, like... Um, I don't know if, like, positivity is necessarily the right way to describe that song, but, like, having that kind of thing of, like, oh, yeah, with all the shit that's going on, like, at the end of the day, like, we just, what we all need is a little bit of tenderness. Like, I think that's, like, the message that you want to end on. Saying, like, oh, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, oh, tragedy, sad, sorry. Like, I don't know. It's, like, like, given the, like, the sort of, like, you know, um, like, the, the sort of, like, anger and, like, you know, agitation with the whole album. Like, I think ending, ending it on a somewhat positive note was a, was a, was, a, was a very good idea and, and sort of, like, uh, a powerful moment, I guess. Yeah. I hear you. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, I, feel like I can talk about, like, endlessly about, like, all of these, like, Death Grips, Here's a Snitch, fantastic, all throughout. Good, 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 good. The taboo. Oh, we forgot to mention taboo. Yes, taboo. Oh my god, taboo. Miski, Noah, have you guys heard the album Taboo? Not recently, but I I, mean, I, I listened to it a while back. No, what's the artist? I uh, Denzel Curry. No. I I, I I watched. I saw him live um, a year or two ago mm. uh, at the Paradise Rock Club. Um, went with some friends from from Fifth East. Uh, we, so we went to watch him, and he was basically he was performing this entire album. Um, and I think he had like a tribute to XXX Tentacion because he had been recently murdered mm. um, at the time. Um, but it was it was intense. Like ta- that that album, like live, but also just um, you know listening to it was pretty good. I still uh, think it could have been uh, collected better, or it, it could have been more cohesive because it, it is in three parts, I believe. Yeah, it's like a three act album. Yeah. But the First, uh, I'm trying to remember, like, off the top of my head. Um, I think it was maybe the second or first act that could have been either moved around um, to make it better. I think, like, the ending of the first act was... Sumo? Uh, sumo. That could have been on the second one, uh, on the second act, because it, 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 um, it doesn't mesh well with the first couple of tracks um, on the more mellow vibe. Um, and like black balloons and stuff, um, but I mean, besides besides it being, it could have been more cohesive. It still like stands out as like some of the best stuff to come out in that year. I I think like like framing it in that way like might have like hurt the album a little bit, just like because it was like maybe a little bit confusing. Um, but like it's like it, like like like, like I, I try not to let that take away from the fact that it's just like an amazing like collection of songs. Like it's not like. It's not sort of like, you know, this like overarching, like thematic, like very deep story in the way that like To Pimp a Butterfly is or whatever. Oh, no, yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. But, but, but there are a lot of like very like good, good songs and like, and, and like it does, it, it does sort of follow a, a progression of like, it starts with like the softest song at the beginning with Taboo and then it ends with like, uh, what is it, Black Metal Terrorist? Yeah, I think it's more like to do with like emotion. Like, the, in, in, like, yeah, like if you want to compare it to T Pab, it's, it is not like an overarching story or, or like some of Kendrick's albums. It's it's more like like an emotions that you get through the entire album. That, that that's why I mentioned like if Sumo was in the second act and not in the first, like it was replaced by some other track that was a bit more mellow. It probably would have been work. Like I feel like it like if the album was like a ramp and it just like went all the way up to like fifteen by the end, which it, which it does. Um, but if it was like a like a steady ramp like that, I think it would have been um, much better. But as it stands, it's still really great.
I uh, wanted to use this time at the end of the podcast to announce my candidacy for Congress in 2022. How old do you have to be to, to run for Congress? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs>